Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Mandy. And we are Drama Bonded, a podcast where we bond over the drama and trauma in the Bachelor multiverse and throughout Western pop culture. Hey, friend from afar. Hi, from Sedona. Yeah. How's the weather down there? Um, it was it was nice the first two days. Um, unfortunately, we're getting some of the storm you guys are getting. Um, definitely not to the same extent because I have seen some pictures of Salt Lake and the amount of snow is crazy. It is wild. There was like my yard had no snow and now we've replenished what feels like probably two months worth of snow in less than 24 hours. Holy shit. Yeah. What a time. Uh, Yeah, it's just raining and windy here. It definitely has gotten a lot chillier, which is kind of a bummer, but we're still grateful to be here. Good. Uh, Are you excited to talk about tonight's episode? Or not tonight, I guess, this most recent episode, episode five. I mean, I'm not going to lie. This is probably one of the most boring episodes of The Bachelor I have ever survived. (laughs) Yeah, I I was not super pumped to watch it myself. It took me two goes. <laughs> and I felt really bad for the women in this episode as well. I mean, I guess bad for everyone, but it just seemed like, you know, it was definitely raining on everyone's parade and everyone was struggling. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just wanted to start out with a few thoughts that I had about the episode, sort of generally, if that's okay, okay. that I share some of those with you. Yes, please. Okay. So these are fashion thoughts. First off, I need these women to wear their hair up. Gabby in particular on that date had the dress with the sleeves and she looked like a little girl sitting there with her hair just kind of all cascading down on top of all of the ruffles that sat on her shoulders. Like, guys, pull your hair away from your neck so that we can see these beautiful dress lines and like just, I don't know, it feels like... All the time. And I thought this the first episode too. These dresses are magnificent. They look so good in them. With their hair out of their way, we can get like the full picture. But the hair down and curled just feels too casual for these dresses. I agree. Yeah. I also, um, well, Greer wore her hair up a fair amount this episode. And there was multiple times where I was like, wow, her hair looks really cute up. So for sure. And that Katie, ties in with your thought. Katie and Kat also had their hair up, which was like, yes. This is how you do it. Um, my thought, too, is always dress appropri- appropriately for the weather. Um, <laughs> highly. Because <laughs> I thought Charity looked so cute in her sweater with her hair up in a bun. Like, that's how you do it. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely been there where you're trying to dress to impress, but you're also not wanting to freeze. It is a tricky thing to balance. But I think Charity did it perfectly. You can look cute and casual and stay warm at the same time. Your boobs don't always have to be out. Yeah. Less is not always more. And that's not a knock on Kylie, but I did feel bad that she was freezing the entire date. Oh, for sure. Especially when, like, she didn't even get the payout of having dressed cute to have Zach see her dressing cute. So. Yeah, that's, like, the worst part. Yeah. And, you know, women, you get to wear what you want. Just, like, for your own comfort, 
sweaters. <laughs> and if you're more comfortable, you're probably going to be more attractive to whoever you're It's true. I love, though, that it seemed like she might have been the only one with an umbrella. Oh, that is true. Which made me yeah. laugh. So she was kind of on it, kind of not. She was more prepared in some ways. Absolutely. Um, sweater vests have been apparently making a comeback, and I am here for it. Loved Katie's sweater vest. And I think she also has a pink one. Ooh, fun. I need to figure out where those are from. Last thing on fashion, Kat had some killer dark acid wash jeans that I now need to go find. Ooh, yes. I saw those too. I, if you find them, please loop us in. Maybe we can share that on our social media. Yeah, where to find good jeans. I will, I will let you know. Um, Jess is really good at figuring out where the outfits are from and sharing them with me. So if you guys are interested in that, we could also maybe do better at sharing those. Yeah, if anybody has any questions. The last thing I just kind of like overall thought on this is Zoom sucks. Like, Having had so many Zoom interviews looking for another job, I can tell you that it is the most awkward, uncomfortable thing ever. And I cannot, cannot, cannot imagine trying to have a Zoom date with a guy that I have just most recently met. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's slightly better than nothing, but it also feels awkward. <laughs> yeah. I actually don't know personally if it is better than nothing. I think maybe for the sake of like getting to see Zach, but it feels like they shouldn't have had the rose ceremony. How many episodes have we had where they delay the, the rose ceremony? That's what I was upset about. I was like, so you cancel the group date and you cancel charities one-on-one -on -one, and now you're not going to cancel the rose ceremony? Like that to me seems, if I was the women, I would have been pissed. Yeah, I, I think that that's like, it's not fair to them at all. Yeah, and I guess the women that were a little on edge of not having enough time, like, um, I don't know, Mercedes and Greer and Kylie um, I, and whoever else hasn't gotten on one-on-one, -on -one, like, I can understand them being like, I need some time with him before we go into this rose ceremony. Um, but aside from that, I thought the whole thing was just a little cringy and awkward. Yeah. I have some thoughts when we get to our drama rating. I will I will expand on. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Gabby's date. The the so-called pretty woman date. Wow, this was like the pretty woman date on steroids. No kidding. I really dislike all of this royalty talk. Colonizers suck. Like why do we glorify like glorify this i don't know it felt it was just weird to me and everybody being so excited to be treated like royalty like, uh, i don't know i don't buy it <laughs> i think it's just like a kitschy cult cultural thing that's you know kind of touristy and in the moment yeah the corgis were fun i could really get behind the corgis yes they were very cute in their little outfits yeah. i just think it was funny when zach was like we're in London. There's royalty here. It's like, okay, well, yes, we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really make it special, but sure, Zach. Um, I also thought it was confusing that everyone was referring to London as like the city of romance or a place to fall in love. Yes, like everywhere we go cannot be the city of love. Yeah, and I'm sure many people do fall in love with London, but I don't think London is known for being a setting of romance. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with you completely. I also caught that. I was like, nope, nope, and nope. 
it's fun to go. But yeah, and like we got lots of bad um, English accents happening. So many bad English accents happening. Uh, I still, I mean, her date, we talked about this a little bit last week, is still also weird just because like Zach isn't even the one that can afford a date like this. So it's not like Zach is doing this on behalf of Gabby. Um, I know. How awkward, too, to, like, try on dresses. And they didn't give her a mirror to see what she looked like. Oh, my gosh. I would – I'd be like, well, I'm not going out unless I can see it. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of bizarre. Um, The perfume thing – I did thing, appreciate oh. that she kind of brought that up on their one-on-one. Yeah. She talked about, you know, maybe having some insecurities. Maybe those came from a previous relationship. But she she did bring up um, on the date when they were having dinner how she had some insecurities, you know, putting on that dress and coming out and wanting to feel beautiful, but also all the insecurities that are attached to that. And I was like, Jess and I have actually talked about that. And so I thought it was nice that she kind of brought some awareness to that. And obviously, Zach did make her feel beautiful in the moment. So Absolutely. That was something she was appreciative of, but I I did think it was nice that she kind of was like, this isn't necessarily a really comfortable situation for the woman either. No, it's not. And then on top of that, um, I do feel like it puts a target on her back to just walk in the door with bags and bags and bags of things. Like that clearly was really hard for the women to see. Yeah. and I, I love that Gabby was like, I'm not trying to – what did she say? Something to the effect of like, she's not trying to brag. Like, But you literally just showed them every single piece of clothing and jewelry yeah. you bought, including diamond earrings and Jimmy Choo shoes. So, I, Do you think production told her to go in and do all of that? Or do you think it was kind of just like the women asking, what else? Or what did you do? Or I don't know. Or, I could see it going either way. I could definitely see women feeling like – they just, it would be better. It's easier to feign excitement over stuff than it is to pretend that you're excited that she got that date. So just by like seeing everything, you can kind of gush over the items rather than have to focus on you not getting that date and getting that time with Zach or the Jimmy Choo's. Yeah, it was interesting because before the date, um, when Gabby got the one-on-one, I wrote in my notes, the women are a little too supportive of each other. Uh, just because while I understand they're all friends and they all care and support each other it does come kind of come across a little fake and forced when they're trying to be excited for these one-on-ones yeah Um, I agree with that and on the flip end of the date uh when she brought in all the bags you could definitely tell how much more on edge they were seeing the result of the date yeah um and while I do think Rear kind of took it a little bit over the top and made it a little bit too much about her I did think, you know, any woman would struggle in that environment and anyone would have a hard time, I guess, not wishing that they were on that date. Like, I did think it was interesting. So many of the women were like, this date would have fit me perfectly. And I'm like, okay, any woman would have liked to go shopping for a day. That says nothing about you and your personality and your connection with Zach. (laughs) I agree completely. I know. I love that. That was my personality to a T. And it's like, Yeah. Who wouldn't want to go shopping on somebody else's dime? Duh. That would be awesome. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. I I think that's cringy. I really struggle with that. I just – that date is not my favorite. And, like, I don't get a ton of enjoyment of watching the women, whoever gets to go, 
enjoy this either because it is just kind of a fraught experience. Uh, going back to their evening portion, though, did you notice that Zach opened up to her? Yeah. I don't think he's opened up to any of the other women. Like, he has, you know, gotten a lot from Brooklyn, from Katie, from Kat, from from Allie, but, like, he's never in return shared anything, and this time he did. Yeah, I think that means a lot. I do, too. You know, and I wasn't entirely sure that I, like, could feel a lot of chemistry between them, but clearly I'm missing something, you know, through the experience of just watching them because the way Zach opened up to her and shared his experiences, too, tells me that I think he's really into her. I do think... Um, even though there was kind of the awkward music playing during the perfume part of the date, there was something in the way that they were able to interact with each other that felt very comfortable and easy and casual. And I don't think I've necessarily seen that with other women. I would agree with that. And he did bring that up too, that he, that they didn't feel like an awkward nervousness that they were able to just be themselves around each other. Yeah. And actually in my notes, I referenced that you originally said that you thought that their senses of humor paired well together. And I said, Jess was right. I think that they do kind of share that together. They do. I do believe that still. (laughs) I just am sad. Like I, I see the comfort. I just think, and maybe it's because I'm seeing different types of chemistry and their chemistry doesn't convey well visually. Whereas, you know, Ariel or I feel like, uh, Katie or Kat, it's sort of like the it it read a little differently on screen, but yeah, I think that their their demeanors are very compatible and they are clearly comfortable together. Yeah, and not to say that they don't look, you know, comfortable kissing each other, but their chemistry could be maybe a little bit more deeper than just mm-hmm. physical, right? Yeah. Maybe it's a little bit more of an emotional chemistry where they just feel really um, close to each other or really natural around each other. Yeah, I would agree with that. So it was cool to see, like, I'm feeling a good about having Gabby in my top four. We'll see how, yeah, you should. See how that pans <laughs> out. Was there anything else on that date you wanted to talk about? I mean, out of the three dresses she tried on, I definitely would have chosen the crazy sparkly dress. Oh, same. That was stunning. I didn't think that, I mean, the dress she picked was also gorgeous. I totally agree with the, um, the hair up comment that you made earlier because the shoulder detail was one of the best parts of the dress and it, it just was hidden with her hair, but it was pretty, but the, the sparkly dress to me was like next level. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Teach, teach their own though. I wonder if they actually get a choice or if, you know. She well, that's fair. She genuinely picked that one or if it's sort of like, here's the dress and the price point we want you to have, but have fun trying on incredibly expensive gowns. Well, and also interesting that they obviously did a lot more shopping that we didn't get to see, right? Because we didn't see the earrings. We didn't see the shoes unless they just kind of give them those. Or that cute crop top. Yeah. Yeah. And there was like a green silk dress that she pulled out of a bag. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Shopping date also fits my personality. Yeah, I mean, hell yeah. And that was, I mean, again, I would have loved a date like that. But also when these women are so upset, it's like, this isn't really what life would be like. Right, Zach's not going to treat you like royalty. You're not going to get to go on constant shopping sprees and 
yeah, this have is a butler fantasy. serve you tea. This isn't really an example of like what your relationship would look like outside of the show, which I do think that some of these dates like ATVing with Brooklyn or uh, I'm trying to think like maybe some of the more just like explore the city type of dates. Like yeah. there are dates where I feel like it's a better like more genuine interaction based on the activity that you're doing together. And this is just like something that you probably never actually experience in normal life. Well, and, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but it's also a really awkward situation too. It's not like this gives anybody a chance to like really shine personality wise. Yeah. Like I would probably much rather go on that date with a girlfriend. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. If someone could just foot the bill and me and my best girlfriend could just go, <laughs> like you and me, Jess, we could do some serious damage. Oh my God. Yeah. Can you imagine? Ugh. <laughs> Would love it. No, I agree. Um, I'm sort of just poking fun at the girls mostly, rudely. Uh, yeah, that date, man. But what do we think about the girls having to go on the group date without Zach? Well, really quick, let's oh, yeah, talk yeah. about how Greer, um, how upset Greer was and how she kept referencing her T tattoo. Should we just talk about Greer? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about Greer. Let's talk about Greer. I think that's a good segue into that. Okay. So we have heard very little from Greer since she got the first impression, Rose. I believe we brought this up last week. Yeah. Well, this week we got more of Greer, but it basically was Greer kind of starting to implode a little bit from you know she's starting to vocalize her insecurities about i got the first impression rose but basically since then we've made no connection so she's kind of validating all the things that we are seeing and so apparently she has this cup of tea tattoo on her arm and she communicated to Zach how important he was in her family and to her and maybe she showed him her tattoo I don't know but she really what it seemed like expected to get this one-on-one -on -one based off of those conversations that she had had with Zach yeah and when she didn't I think she took it really personally and I mean don't get me wrong I guess mention the tea tattoo once but like I just felt like if she mentioned the tea tattoo one more time I was about to get up and scream on behalf of the girls like it's not the Greer show everyone's upset too yep I agree I Greer really rubbed me wrong this episode I feel like you know the tea thing was really weird it felt to me like she was even maybe more upset like jealous of the shopping as well like it just wasn't really a good look and I do take your point of like it's really disingenuous of all the girls to pretend like they're fine with everything but Greer storming off just was not the move for that moment well, and her, like, rolling her eyes or, like, not looking at the thing, it's, like, I honestly think it's okay to be, like, hey, Gabby, it looks like you had a lovely time. I'm feeling a little emotional, and so I'm just going to excuse myself. Absolutely. Communicate rather than, yeah, just kind of stomp off because you do owe it to the women in the house that you're going to live with, presumably for another few weeks, to communicate how things are going. And, the, like, Gabby, I'm not mad at you. I just... Yeah, her issue isn't with Gabby. It's with the situation. But she's taking it out on Gabby. Yeah, she's making Gabby feel bad about it. And I, Katie saying, no, you know, that's on her. Let you get to have your moment was really sweet. But also, like, God, you guys. <laughs> Ooh, you can be upset. Yeah. 
lots of Greer all of a sudden when we haven't had much of her. I know. I also felt like, can we just finish out Greer's arc a little bit too? Yeah. So when she uh, tried to, when they finally got to have a little bit of one-on-one time over Zoom, I felt like Zach wasn't overly impressed when she's like, I just want to stare at myself. And he's like, what? <laughs> you just you just look at you, not the person you're talking to? She's like, well, I try to make eye contact, but you know, I get distracted oh gosh, by me. Yeah. I was like, girl, you sound like she came across very young and immature through that. I was like, no, oh. she did. And so not a good look in front of Zach. And then when she tried to – I. I do feel bad about this because when she brought up the job thing, it was purely out of her effort to relate Absolutely. to what he was experiencing. And so that was just cringy and uncomfortable because I I definitely think she was just trying to be like, yeah, you must be really struggling because it's hard. And I kind of experienced a similar thing at work and la la la. So I felt like it was coming out of a place of like trying to relate to what he was going through. And instead it totally crashed and burned. And I, I mean, he wasn't really upset. I thought it was weird that she was telling the women, like, oh, my gosh, he was so upset because he wasn't. But I totally understand that it was an awkward, uncomfortable moment and that you would just want to crawl out of of your skin and die after that interaction. Absolutely. And especially when she talked about it, too, the the idea that, like, they wasted their time hashing that out more than just being able to talk about things. Yeah, I'm with you. I felt like he overreacted. And I do think, though, it's a good example of, like, when you are trying to relate to somebody, don't be like so specific. She could have talked about just COVID making you feel like crap and, you know, just generally yeah. not being an awesome thing and then missing out on things as a result. And, you know, I, I understand where he might be a little defensive, but I do feel like it. neither of them looked particularly good in that moment. No. But also <laughs> having had COVID, man, I can also see being just kind of grumpy and tired. You don't sleep. You feel terrible. And then when you're actually missing out on like a once-in-a-lifetime experience, I, I don't know. That's got to feel pretty terrible. Yeah. Like don't compare my discomfort to a sales deadline. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, uh, not not great. But Greer, Greer really struggled this episode and I don't, I don't think she's going to be around for much longer. Uh you know, the last one to get a rose doesn't ever seem to do well. I was not surprised she stayed, but maybe a little disappointed that she stayed. What do they call the rose when it's a producer, like, prompted rose? There's a term for it, and I can't quite remember what it is. Um, I don't know. I would maybe just say producer pick, but I don't know if that's what you were looking for. I'll look into it, but I wonder if she isn't somebody that production wants to keep around because she is really dramatic. She's making good television in a way. You know, all the other women are being really cordial and polite and rallying around one another. They need somebody to disrupt the peace. Yeah, I have a friend who is questioning whether Zach was really sick or not. She's wondering if this is all fake because they don't have any other drama going on. What do you think? I think Zach looked sick. Like when he was giving those interviews, he looked kind of just, I don't know, sickly, pale. My one question is, if Zach had COVID, I guess it doesn't matter because Gabby came and interacted with all the women. But technically, you know, she would have been exposed and maybe should have some done some sort of version of quarantining considering the exposure but I guess 
because she already interacted with the women before they knew, maybe they didn't care. That was one thing that I thought was a little confusing. Yeah, I think uh, the the protocols for that have really changed, turning more into like if you're not symptomatic and you're testing negative, you're fine. And I would also say, you know, COVID has this really weird ability in terms of contagion and that you don't really know, like it's not clear, I still think to scientists, like who gets it and who doesn't in certain situations and like why some events are super spreader events and why others are not. And like one person in a household will get COVID and nobody else does. It's a it's a really bizarre okay. phenomenon. So like it does happen. I, I, I don't think this is manufactured drama. I do think Zach is pretty sick. I also don't think Zach would go along with it. He doesn't, I understand like maybe he doesn't seem to have like the most backbone as we saw when it came to to Kylie and Air, or not Ariel, uh, Anastasia having a row. But I think with this, Zach would be like hard pass. I'm not going to miss out on getting to kiss all my women. Yeah. And it was disappointing that it affected the group date and another one-on-one that that really is lost time considering the time schedule. Yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, did you have anything else on Greer? Nope. Done with Greer. Cool. So that group date that they all went on alone seemed, I would have a hard time having fun in those situations. I almost feel like they should have just let them choose if they wanted to go on the date or just like stay home and mope. Well, and then the fact that the girls, this is one of the things that made me the most furious. I hate that they allowed those women to dress up for the cocktail party. Yeah. Thinking there was a chance that Zach would show up. And for them to put in all of that effort and to have him not show up. Like, like that was to take so off so brutal. A full face of makeup. And uh, that is a lot of work also, to get to that point where they all looked like that. I mean, you know that if you're one of those women, you have, you know, only so many nice dresses and you have to be strategic about which nice dress to wear when. Yep. And so that's just a waste of a dress because now you've worn it on television. Yep, it's done. Didn't Gabby last season get to 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 re-wear one of her dresses that because there was a canceled cocktail party because of Logan? Oh, I don't remember. So it's but. it's possible, but I agree with you. It's not what it's not ideal. It's not what you want to do. You have one dress for every occasion, and you don't repeat. Yeah, that just I just ugh. Just tell them before they get ready that it's not happening. That just felt shitty. Yeah, the cocktail party was a huge disappointment. I like. I'm sure they knew long before those women got ready that they weren't going to have that cocktail party. That was just so that we could watch them gathered up and like witness the disappointment on their faces. That was for the satisfaction of dramatic TV, not like it yeah, they to weren't happen. keeping the women in mind at all. No, and that's one of the saddest things I think about reality TV. Is a lot of the time these contestants are really put through the ringer unfairly. Like they're not given situations to thrive. They're they're put in circumstances that will really test them and maybe make them look terrible. I do think Brooklyn being mad about being stood up. I understand the frustration of all that, but guys, like it turns out, Zach really was sick. Yeah, it's not. I'm sorry, you can't call that being stood up. No, you cannot. (laughs) Someone being sick or having COVID is a legitimate reason to not come. And being stood up means like someone just blew you off and didn't communicate with you. 
Yeah. Have you ever been stood up? I'm trying to think. Um, yes, I have been stood up. <sighs> it was on a, it was just on a Tinder date. Never heard back from the guy. We were supposed to go out and he just ghosted me. Rude. But, um, yeah, this you know, is not and I also that. think these women should give Zach the benefit of the doubt that he would, he wouldn't miss out on spending time with them unless he absolutely had to. Yeah. I think everybody, this is the thing too. I think everybody was really bitter about Gabby's date and this was just the perfect storm in terms of terrible timing of Gabby Salt gets to go on. Wound. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly what this is. So I don't know. I really felt for these guys. And I thought I would have such a hard time having a good time on that date, going all around London, knowing that I was supposed to be doing it with somebody else. Like I would be grouchy about it and have a hard time giving a shit. There was a couple there was a couple funny parts of the date. Like I loved when they were trying to get a reaction out of the soldier and Kylie said, This is how I feel with Zach, invisible. Aww. I mean, that's that's really sad, but I also <laughs> It was pretty funny. And then did you hear um, Catherine say Rapunzel lives there and she was pointing at Big Ben? <laughs> oh, God. No, I missed that. That's pretty good. I had rewanted to be like, wait, did she really just say Rapunzel lives up there? <laughs> Girl, wrong story. But that's pretty funny. Yeah, they. I think they really did try to make the best of it. You know, chugging the beer, talking to the bartender. They, they really gave it their best go, but ugh. I guess Something I don't know what I the episode... Was... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I guess I don't know what else the episode would have been because if they'd not done anything, we would have had like 40 minutes less of an episode. That's fair. One question I had was why Jesse wasn't the one communicating all along. Like it wasn't until I think Zach tested positive for COVID that Jesse even, you know became a part of the communication and I was like where was Jesse was it his day off like why are we getting like all of these like weird secondhand messages from people we don't know and then we finally get Jesse on the last part of the day yeah was he I think he was the one who originally came in and said though that Doc wasn't feeling well I couldn't remember I thought it was when the girls got on the bus and the guy said that Zach wasn't going to make it and he was going to tour them around London. Or did they find, did they hear before that? They no, knew. you're right. They did hear before that. They did. But it was still weird, like the, the butler bringing the invite to the cocktail party rather than Jesse coming to the cocktail party. Yeah, that's what or I not mean. Not the cocktail party, but like of... the second part of the, the group date, rather. Yeah, it just felt kind of weird. It just seemed like something Jesse would do. It might have been Jesse's day off. Night off? I don't know. And then can we talk about how Jesse, when he told them that Zach has COVID, was like, Katie, I know you're a nurse, so you understand the severity of this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, my dude, we all just went through a pandemic. I think we, yeah, all, we all understand the there. severity of this. It's, yes, we, we get it. We might not have worked in healthcare, but most of us have probably had it. <laughs> Or, you know, the fact that the world shut down for a year. We know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was a weird bone to throw. It was a weird one. Uh, but Katie, um, going outside of Zach's door was really cute. And 
I I was wondering if other women did that too and they just didn't show it because it seems like something everyone would have done, right? Yeah, I had that's so funny. I also thought that. I was like, were other women able to? Did they ask? Were they told no? Like Susie doing that to Clayton too. I just wonder like who gets permission to uh to do those things and who doesn't like does everybody think to ask one thing that i noticed too um jumping ahead a little bit to the virtual cocktail party you can tell that there are rules that these girls are told to follow because when they walk in they're like afraid to touch anything or like pick up the ipad which i think is less of an indication that they like didn't know how to like use an ipad and communicate with somebody but rather production expressly tells them things that they can and cannot do. And when they don't have that direction, they're not sure. So yeah, I wonder they'll do something wrong. wrong. Yeah. And so I wonder too, like if Katie genuinely was maybe one of the only women to like express interest in seeing Zach or if they, or if production knows that he's really indicating somehow if like production sort of allowed, cause she also didn't go buy that stuff. So I don't right. know. I, Either, I do wonder the logistics of like who gets to do this and who doesn't and like how, how it all comes to fruition. Well, other women could have and they just didn't show us. But Or it could be um, Katie's producer, you know, had that idea and set it up for her. Or Katie was the only one that reached out to their producer with that idea. So yeah. it's just hard because with the editing, we have no idea. I just have a hard time believing that other women, other women wouldn't have thought about doing the same thing. Yeah, I totally agree. I I have a lot of questions. There's a lot of logistics actually about this show that I wonder about. I would be really interested to hear how these things happen. You know, it is it is yeah. It is reality TV in the sense of like they're not scripting it, but it is definitely produced and they are pushing they being production pushes for certain reactions or allowing or disallowing certain things and so I wonder I wonder what the the thought process behind a lot of these things looks like. I have questions. Well, I might have a connection to someone who used to be a producer on the show. So I will reach out and see if we can get them to come on our podcast because it would be a great resource to ask some of these more logistical questions too. Yeah. I'm just genuinely curious how behind the scenes work on a lot of these things. I think Nick Vial does a good job talking about production and how those things play out, but like not to the to the level that I really want to know yeah that's I you know it's funny um I don't know if you listen but Juliet had Jesse on her podcast and she was asking him really kind of in-depth questions like what did you eat on the cruise ship on Gabby and Rachel's season like what does your day look like what are your meals like how close do you have to be to production at all times and he was like wait you really want to know and she's like yeah I really want to know It's interesting. I don't know. I think about these things. As somebody who's like a control freak, I want to know. Jesse kind of described it as being like on call. So he doesn't have like a ton of time to go sightsee depending on where they are. Like he has to be within a range where he can just pop back and be ready to record is what he made it sound like. Yeah, to be, to play Papa Bear to all the leads. Mm-hmm. Give him a good old punch on the shoulder and tell him life is tough. Um, I was going to, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the Zoom calls. Uh, yeah, let's do all, it. <laughs> Allie K 
kissing an orange, them kissing oranges together, I guess. Is that a thing? I didn't know that like making out with a piece of fruit was a thing. I didn't know it was either. I have seen people do the the really horrible um, bonding exercise where you pass an orange between your oh, chin yeah. and your neck, which I refuse <laughs> to participate in. But no, I am not familiar with kissing oranges. So that was bizarre. Agreed. Um, and then Catherine, I think she was trying to say snog, but she kept saying snug. And <laughs> my note was, Catherine doesn't read Harry Potter because she's not saying correctly. No, no, no. She did not. I, I watched with subtitles. It, it caught it correctly on subtitles. But yeah, she did not. They didn't match. Every time she said it, I was like, man, she is not saying snog. <laughs> snug. Snug. <laughs> I mean, we call it snug, snuggles. Yeah, so I can see why it'd be confusing. Yeah, if you don't don't hear it completely. Uh, yeah, I really feel for those women having to do it. I also feel like Charity should have gotten more time to really talk with Zach. Like, she got to go first, but why couldn't they have, like, let Zach and Charity have a few hours to talk? Because yeah, she could like, have easily totally. had and gotten a rose potentially at the end of that. Cause she got a rose regardless. Like if he was giving out roses virtually, why on earth could charity have not gotten time with Zach just to chat and like for them to get to know each other more? Well, it does look like she gets a date next week. If, unless the preview is lying. Um, so it's good that she gets a makeup date. If my sensors are correct. Um, I do you know, it would have been nice for her to at least get more time virtually since she was supposed to have the one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, but maybe then the the women who went on the group date would have expected a similar thing. So, you know, slippery slope, where does that end? I guess that's and true. also maybe Zach just like wasn't feeling good enough to be on while he's feeling sick. I don't know. No, that's a really good point. COVID can really wipe you out. So like you've got a few hours in the day to do things before you really just need to go nap. So... I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I just really – I felt for all the women, but I particularly felt for Charity because, man, what a what a raw deal. Yeah, for that to be the week you get on one-on-one -on -one and then have that taken away, like, that's a, that's a huge blow for sure. It is, especially, you know, with what we talked about last week. When your one-on-one -on -one date happens between week three and week five, you are – potentially serious contender yeah you're like one of the the people who could end up with zach in the end and to like miss out on that could absolutely mean the difference between him forming the strongest connection with charity or you know potentially missing out on it yeah that's ah covid ruining all the things COVID. yeah anyway that was i mean i feel like it was probably the I don't want to say the most humane <laughs> or, uh, cocktail party, but it does seem better to me than staying up late in an uncomfortable clothes. I don't know. I felt like the whole thing was so awkward and uncomfortable, but I I bet it, it was probably better for the women to get something more than nothing, despite how I felt about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think they were really invested. They all seemed to cheer up when they got to when they realized that they were going to get to spend time with Zach. So at least they seemed happier. Did you notice the curveball they tried to do when when Zach was after Zach talked to Kylie? He said, "I miss Kylie. It was really nice talking to her." And la la la. And and then she ended up going home. I I kind of saw that as them trying to throw us off the scent and think that Greer went home instead of Kylie, but 
Nope. Greer stayed. No surprise. Yeah. Greer. Greer definitely was always going to stay. Do you want to talk about the awkwardness of the rose ceremony? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Why was that room so small? They, like, so really small. packed the women, women in there. The women were on top of each other. <laughs> right. Was that the only room that had a projector? Like, what? What were we doing? I don't know. They have to be in a hotel that has bigger rooms than that. But then again, it is Europe where everything is smaller. So, yeah, but for sure. The women were just, they were on top of each other. They had to like move to so they could even get to their rose tray. But uh, I wanted to highlight Katie's gold dress. Oh my God. Yes. It was phenomenal. Oh my gosh. I want that dress. Yeah. These women with this. Their dresses, their casual clothes, their jewelry. I am here for it. Yeah, she looked phenomenal. Um, And I loved the virtual um, awkward hug that Zach gave her. Um, Yeah, the rose ceremony was just hard to watch. And then to see Mercedes and Kylie go home virtually, I just know that they both went through so much. And to have that be the way everything ended, I think Mercedes was right when it was just like, you know, not having the closure of even getting a hug goodbye is like really hurtful. Absolutely. Well, especially because they ended up staying for quite a while. It's not like you went home the first couple of weeks, like you've now been, you know, halfway around the world and to just unceremoniously go home would be really shitty. I, I don't think that there's any way for them to feel good about that. Which is why uh, I still don't understand why they had to do the rose ceremony, but oh well. I agree. Okay, because first off, like, can't we just send home more women the following week? Yes. Like, why on earth totally. did we have to? Because that's been done before. Why Why do this? And especially with only two women leaving, come on, you've got room for two women to stay another week. Also, if Zach was, you know, it seems like Zach has made, this, well, I, when I say this, it's hard to know when Zach is making those decisions and when production is making the decisions. But, um, you know, they've had big shifts in the show where the lead does something unexpected and the show has to figure out how to accommodate those needs. It seems like this easily could have been one of those times where they could have adjusted to have these women stay on the show until the next row ceremony. Unless it was like some weird logistical thing where they had everything booked at the next location and there was no way to accommodate these women but even that i feel is hard to believe yeah they literally found a second bachelorette halfway through filming the season (laughs) of the bachelorette because one like claire just was like nope i'm done peace out i found my person and left so come on you can't book two more tickets for these ladies i'm not buying it yeah that was really disappointing and i don't know it just seems Seems a little careless and thoughtless. Yeah, it's it's disrespectful of their time. Yeah, and I feel like Zach has shown the opposite of those qualities thus far. So I was a little surprised. Yeah, I was too. That was that was really just a huge bummer all around. This whole episode was meh. Want want. Yeah. Um. Was there anything else about the episode you wanted to talk about before we give it our drama rating? Um, I don't think so. You know, I'm honestly surprised we've managed to talk this much about it. I will just (laughs) say after watching the episode that I was like, man, there was not a lot there. Like, what are we even supposed to cover this week? 
Well, I think we possess the gift of gab and we have done it. We have talked. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, I do actually, before we do the drummer reading, can we kind of um, discuss the preview of next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it because, whoa, drama. Wow. Okay. So the part I want to discuss the most, which we can discuss all of it, but is the, this is, um, this is an act of love, not lust comment. Does Zach sleep with someone? Question mark. Interesting. I mean, so it was always my understanding that one, it was reserved for fantasy suites and it was always really hush-hush whether or not they slept together. By and large, like I understand that there are examples of it coming out, Clayton, but uh, this felt like maybe, well, then, excuse me, but then watching Caitlin Bristow season and she slept with Nick kind of at a random time, it does, I guess, seem possible that the lead can sleep with one of the girls or one of the contestants kind of if it works out. So yeah. Yes. I can totally see that happening. I mean, I don't know. Okay. I'm going to say this. I'm going to be super surprised if Zach does that just because he seems so straight edge and such a rule follower. Um, Also, it just doesn't really see, he just doesn't seem like rebellious enough to kind of take the show that direction. So if he does do it, Wow, that is a wild ride, and I am excited to write it. But if he doesn't do it, they're definitely baiting us, and it might just be like, oh yeah, they love maybe, to bait us. Like maybe they're, I don't know. He's like making out in a hotel room with someone, and one of the girls sees or something, and it gets blown out of proportions. Like it could be anything, right? It totally can. I am, I am very much invested and looking forward to whatever it is that happens because it's got to be more he, exciting than this week. He did say something like, it, it's not fair to the other women. I don't know. There was just a few things where I was like, what does this mean? You really, like, I don't have, I don't, I don't mean to shit on Zach when I say this, but like, he would have to have a superhuman amount of willpower to say no to having sex with one of these women if the opportunity presented itself, especially if it were somebody that, because there are a handful that he has like clearly got some chemistry with. Totally true. And and I'm sorry, I don't mean to say that like sleeping with anyone on the show is bad. Oh, honestly. no, 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 absolutely not. And I didn't think you were. I'm just saying I don't, I don't know if Zach being a rule follower is enough. That's totally fair. <laughs> but we'll see. Because I think you're totally right. I could buy your whole, you know, the, the line too, though, that they're baiting us because the show really loves to misdirect. It gets us yeah. to tune in next week. So we'll find out, but it does look like the women's uh, closeness is tested a little bit too. Yeah. So we're, we're, I mean, but that, that just is like a matter of time. I think it's good that they all get along because it says that they're, I don't know, it's usually a good sign of, you know, people's character if they're able to get along in a group. So the fact that we're, you know, we've whittled it down to this group of women who all seems to support each other and respect each other is a sign that Zach has kept women, like, good women. Yeah, that's actually um, such a good point. I think I don't, with the exception of, like, being annoyed with Greer, like, I'm not actually feeling like I would be disappointed if he ended up with any of the women left. Yeah. So I think that, you know, unfortunately, that's leaving us with less drama. But... 
you know, when the closer we get with Zach and the closer we get to the end, like you can't stay friends. I mean, maybe long term off the show they'll be friends, but at this point, you know, it's so close in the game. We're get, we're getting close to the last inning. You know, claws are going to come out. Things are going to get more competitive and real just because of like why these women are there, right? Yeah. No, I think that's definitely true. It's it's yeah. It would be really hard to be friends with women that you are competing with actually directly competing with. You know, you see this in sports too. A lot of the women who compete in weightlifting have to keep their competitors at arm's length, not because they don't like each other, but because you just like can't witness on Instagram your your competition hitting lifts that, you know, make you, they get in your head. And so distancing yourself and like the situation of these women is really smart because you don't want to be so distracted by another relationship that you waste time on your relationship. Yeah. And, and, you know, people say, oh, it's not a competition. Well, yeah, ultimately it's, it should be about falling in love and finding your partner. But when you have X amount of women dating one man, that is a competition. It is. There's, I'm (laughs) sorry. If anybody's trying to say that this is not a competition, it is. I disagree with women being each other's competition in day-to-day life. And I really hate that. And that is one of the problems with this show, but it is also part of the show. It is absolutely a competition. Which is why we, I mean, we tend to like Paradise more just because it's an environment that's a little bit more realistic as far as like people having an opportunity to date whoever. Absolutely. Um, But this environment also creates unique drama. So, you know. Yeah, it is what it is. On that competition note, I do think it's really funny. I think The Bachelor so far has been a little bit more successful in pairing couples off. And I think when you watch The Bachelorette, it is even more of a competition because the men do get so competitive with actually not really thinking long-term what the consequences of winning are. And you find so many guys that get to the end and are like, oh, fuck. I'm winning. And The Bachelorette has more successful couples than The Bachelor. Even still? With like the run of people not working out? Um, Because Bachelorettes, you have... Well, I actually don't know if they're still still married, but there was Ashley and um oh is it JT? I don't JP. I don't know. There was Ashley and JP, and then there was um I don't know. There's a handful, but there's definitely been more successful bachelorette couples than bachelor couples. Hmm. Well, the past Jojo few seasons there have just been you have Rachel and I'm trying to th- that yeah. There have been a lot of fuckboys, though, that seem to cross the paths on The Bachelorette where it feels like they don't mean, at least the last few seasons that I've watched, that don't actually intend to get to the end and then do. Um, Oh, totally. So, I don't know. I also wonder, though, if The Bachelor, um, I I don't necessarily think Zach is like this, but I think The Bachelor has kind of come off their season and they have so much attention and so much like opportunities that they could continue meeting other women and you know they're still kind of in this temporary limelight that I think it kind of gets the best of them um and you know I will say that any couple that survives after the end of the show is an exception to the rule because these couples are basically set up to fail if you think about it they have to keep their relationship a secret they have to relive the experience and watch their significant other you know be physical with all these other people that they were competing with. Um, 
there's the media, there's trolls on the internet. So any couple that can like survive months of that and then on the other side be healthy, like that is a challenge. Oh yeah. I I cannot imagine coming out the other end of this and having to like keep a relationship together when you're faced with all of that. It's it's a lot. Um yeah. Anyway. Should we do our drama rating? We should. Tis time. Uh, do you want to go first or would you like me to? Um, you go ahead. Okay. So I'm going to rate this a one, but in a really lame kind of way. Like, I feel like this is Bachelorette's season kind of fuck up. Like... This could have been done so much better. It could have been handled with a lot more care, and it just wasn't. And it felt like they threw this episode together and just hoped for the best. And we got not the worst, but definitely the lamest. I totally agree. Yeah. I'm also going to give it a one. Yeah. I think that fits for this. Not a lot of... uh... What did we equate a one to? I don't remember. But yeah, just not a lot of drama to talk about. Um, Crab on the beach. I kept checking. Yeah, I I kept checking to see how much of the episode was left because I was like, what are we even doing here? So bummed for the women, bummed for Zach, but it wasn't very fun to watch. No, it wasn't. It was not fun to watch. Um, And we'll be back when Mandy and I are together. We'll be back with our candy rating, but we weren't able to review any candy. So we we didn't feel like we can sincerely give a candy review this week. Yeah, those are funner together. Yeah. So next week will be better, you guys. I just, the episode looks more dramatic. There will be candy. We'll be together. Yeah. All the good things. Well, Jess, thank you for making time to do this with me over the phone. I've missed you in person this week. Yeah, I've missed you. But, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> I don't know. Thanks for everyone to, who has, who has um, been tuning in week after week. We appreciate it more than you know. Um, if you haven't already, we started a new Instagram account, which is drama, is it underscore? Yeah, drama underscore bonded. Yeah, so please follow us on Instagram. If you have any questions or comments or feedback, we would love to hear from you, whether it's on Instagram or our email, dramabonded at gmail.com. And yeah, we just want to say thanks again for all the continuous support and for being a part of this little project. We really appreciate you guys. Yeah, slide into our DMs. But it's okay if you don't, too. We're just grateful for you listening coming along on this yeah. journey with us. It's been fun and hopefully it will continue to be fun. Yeah, a little less dramatic this week, but hopefully more dramatic next week. Yeah. Well, thanks and everybody. With that, we're done. Bye. Bye. Drama Bonded is hosted and produced by Mandy Booth and Jessica Brumba. Our production manager and editor is Solomon Brumba. Our theme music is by Joe Waters. You can find more of his music streaming on the EP Jupiter Daywatch. Music vocals by Mandy Booth. Graphic designer is Pigeon House.